0: Family back to a higher ground. Yeah, I just want to Welcome to
1: Higher Ground with Julian King. No yeah, hello everyone. Welcome along to this special edition of Higher Ground. No Thursday night footy of course as we head into Manchester Ground in Brisbane. So we're here instead to bring you all the latest in the lead up to what's looking like a pretty soggy weekend in the sunshine state great to have your company wherever you're tuning in 1170 in sydney 1620 on the gold coast uh, good evening to our friends as well listening via senq senz across the ditch and of course around the globe via the sen app if you'd like to join me in on the join in on the show 1300 011170 is that open line number and the text line 0457 736 736 0457 736-736. Now, joining me on the show tonight, we're going to have a lot of fun. The great Gary Wiz Freeman is going to be along, which is appropriate. We're going to SENZ, one of their finest, 1992 Dally and winner. Wiz is going to be part of our coverage tomorrow night in the lead-up to the Bulldogs-Nights game. And he's I believe Wiz is going to be on the run home as well. So that's going to be a funky ride. Tune in for that. Uh, he'll join us to have a look at Magic Round. Now, Ross Farquhar, owner-operator of the Caxon, will be along too to give us an indication of how many forexes they expect to pour this weekend, I suspect their accommodation has been booked out for months. And Andrew McCulloch, another proud Queenslander, also the Dragons hooker, will stop by shortly for a chat as well. And Multi will give us a sports update. Uh, no doubt he's still celebrating Ange and Celtic after officially claiming the Scottish Premier League title. They, they do estimate Magic Round will pump about 20 mil into the Queensland economy. It's a pretty good coin. Pretty good return on investment. And the thing is, you can make a a real weekend out of it in Brizzy. Have a beer and a bite. Maybe go to the Caxton on Friday, have a beer and a bite. Catch some footy on the Friday night. Maybe on the Saturday during the day, head out to the Duman 10,000, which I think has been moved to Eagle Farm. Uh, Get back to Suncorp. You've got Melbourne Penrith Saturday night. That's enough to make me want to go. And I'm very jealous of those who are doing that trip. Of course, the SEN crew will all be up there live. You know, I was born in Brizzy. Been there for many, many years. Hello to our listeners in Holland Park too, by the way. You know, um, you know, Fletcher's theme for Wacky Team Wednesday was magicians, right? So I thought we needed some kind of theme song for tonight's show. Let's be honest, there are about a thousand and one songs with the word magic in the title. And maybe I'm showing my age and my tastes. You know, "Strange Magic" by ELO, "Puff the Magic Dragon," Peter, Paul and Mary, "Happy Birthday" too, by the way, to "Puff the Magic Dragon," Reg Gazney. The police, every little thing she does is magic, which I believe is the most played song in radio history. Magic Carpet Ride, Steppenwolf, one of Multi's favourites, Magic by One Direction, Black Magic Woman, Carlos Santana. But listen, to get your juices flowing, I'm going to regale you with this. That is one of the great earworms. How long since you heard that? So I won't hear a bad word said about America. The band? because they were the band who got the word uh, pompous. Was that there? No, that was Steve Millerman. That you can do magic. How long since you heard that one? Banger. Is that what they say? Is that still a cool word? Banger. Thank you. Hey, who do you like this round? And does the weather affect your tips at all? Let's just have a look at the radar. Uh, tomorrow, they're saying in Brisbane, max 24. Cloudy, 95% chance of rain, heavy falls possible and pretty windy, 15 to 25 clicks. Then on Saturday, max 25, so temp-wise it's not too bad. Again, cloudy, 95% chance of showers, most likely in the morning and afternoon, so maybe it'll ease up for that second game or the third game rather on the Saturday. And again, very windy, 15 to 25 Ks becoming light during the evening. And then on the Sunday, partly cloudy, 80% chance of showers, and Light wins with a top tip of 27. So not looking great, unfortunately. But as they say, the show must go on. We know that SunCorp surface can get a bit chopped up. I mentioned on Wednesday, I want to see where the track bias is by Sunday. Maybe up the middle, maybe down the side. And the other question is how many certainties this weekend? I'm just having a look at the draw. Dogs nights could go either way. I think the dogs, last I saw dogs are favourites. Oh, gee, I don't know. Yeah, that's a toss of the coin. Now, Eagles Broncos, there's another one that could go either way. Either way. And you I know no Kate Will and Huss, I think, are returning for the Brisbane side. And of course, that's an away game for Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium. Gee. How they jagged that one. Now you'd think the bunnies you'd think the bunnies would be too strong for the Hapless Warriors, but South's form isn't exactly stellar. And of course, big out, no Cameron Murray with that shoulder injury. So I'll tip South, but. You know what? Stranger things have happened in the game of Rugby League. you think the ca- the Dragons will account for the Titans, as mentioned, I'll catch up with the Dragons hooker, Andrew McCulloch, shortly on the program. And then the big one. Saturday night, Storm v Panthers could go either way. Storm coming off a comfortable victory over the Dragons. Panthers coming off a surprise home loss to the Eels. But the big out, no Ryan Pappenhausen with that hamstring tear. I don't know. I'll lean to Melbourne. Even though they're Melbourne, isn't it funny you still see them as a, a, as a Queensland team? I'll lead to Melbourne, but I don't, especially without the competitions leading a try score, I don't say that with any great confidence. The Sharks, you think, should knock off the Raiders. Uh, the thing is, the team it's hard to get a read on is the Roosters. You'd think Parramatta are on form, and who are the Roosters beaten? You know, they Warriors, and they got dusted by the drag or done by the Dragons, and they lost as well to the Bulldogs. And then they beat the Titans, which is no great form line, but I don't know. This is a tricky one, I think. It strikes me as the sort of game that they could drop, Parramatta. Especially if Kiri Walker and Tedesco fire again. I don't know how well they go on the wet track, though, the Roosters. But their record, their recent record against the Eels is pretty good. He's pretty good. And finally, the Tigers and the Cowboys, North Queensland. No question they've been the surprise packet this year. Expect them to claim the two points, but you never know. It's a funny old game. It's a beautiful old beast. Is rugby league. 0457-736-736. Who are your specials for Magic Round? Dead set certainties. Who can we take to the bank? And in your tip into your factor in the surface at all. 0457-736-736. Now, David Riccio, a fine journalist he is, writes for the telegraph, was on with with Ossie and Brandy the other day, and he he was chatting about the future of Magic Round. And he's right, D. Rick, when he says, look, Magic Round wasn't created by the NRL for Queensland and Brisbane only. And, of course, COVID has kept it there. But, you know, some people can only get to one game a year. And the thing about this concept magic round, the ticket allows you to see a whole round of footy inside one stadium. Great initiative. And it wasn't just for the Queenslanders, but, you know, or asking people to fly in from interstate. Big cash bonanza for the Queensland government, as I mentioned, could inject 20 million into the local economy. But the NRL want to use it by taking it all over the country, like a travelling roadshow. I must admit at the moment, because it's still, you know, the concept is still very young, it still feels like a Brisbane thing. You say magic round, you immediately, your mind goes to Brisbane. You think it's a Brisbane thing, but it's not. But what they have in their favour, they've got the stadium, they've got the precinct to manage it. And you know the football stadium's going to be reopened later this year to all the fanfare, It it looks immaculate. So the New South Wales government, understandably, got this shiny new venue they're pushing to host the event. They might have to wait a year or two. They may have to wait a year or two before getting their chance, but Stuart Ayres is pushing hard for it. And the New South Wales government is is crying out for more content. You've got a stadium. You've got to fill it. You've got to play games there. They want it next year. That won't happen, I don't think. Maybe 2024, but I guess we'll wait and see. So Sydney, you'd think, is a front run-up. It's all about the cashola in the end, but uh, is it the favourite? Uh, do you want it there? Because we know the anarella are pretty keen to take it to New Zealand. And if anybody deserves it after not having a home team for the last two years, surely it's New Zealand, particularly if you're looking at granting another licence, and that looks like a pretty obvious market to me, New Zealand. But honestly, you know, Sydney have nine teams, right? Nine teams. So it's easy for Sydney-siders to get to games that aren't confined to one team. They're not a one team town. So on that basis alone, there are far better candidates to host Magic Round. And further to that, the city of Sydney's not really set up for it either. It is so in terms of urban design, it's one of the worst, probably the worst in the country. There's no there's just no rhyme or reason. All right, just chuck that there, chuck that there. No no forethought going into it. It's not set up for Magic Round. I love it in Brizzy. I do. Certainly New Zealand should get it too, I think. Maybe Melbourne. I don't know. Maybe Perth. Perhaps we'll see it rotate between a few key cities. So you get it once every three years. I don't know. But the other thing there is if you get it, you've got to show up. You've got to make the most of that privilege, that opportunity. And you need to embrace the concept, as Brisbane most certainly have. 0457 736 736, a text line number. If not Brisbane, who should host Magic Round? Does Sydney deserve it? Or do you want to see it in Auckland or Wellington or somewhere in New Zealand? 0457 736 736. And still on rugby league. And this guy's also a Queenslander. James Seguiaro reported today in the Daily Telegraph. Uh, he's inching closer to an NRL return after being handed a contract by the Eagles. Now that's a move which could see Chico play first grade as earlier as next week. He hasn't played in the top grade grade since a 13 game stint ended with Brisbane in 2019 now we understand that Seguiaro has landed a a train and trial contract with Manly so what that means, that allows him to be eligible for first grade in just a couple of weeks time so it's a $1000 a week deal, so not a lot of money that is for the rest of the season he's been impressive apparently for Manly's feeder club Blacktown workers, and he's alternated between the role of hooker and halfback and the good thing about somebody of that calibre, of that ability, he provides important cover for Lachlan Croker because they don't have a lot of depth at the moment in the number nine to Manley. He's only 31. 154 first grade games, James sigiara Be quite the comeback. 20 months sidelined. He tested positive, if you recall, to a banned substance after using a housemate's blender, Ligandrol. Do you remember, this? Do you remember the excuse at the time? There's always an excuse. So I reckon his housemate's taken the fall he Goes, oh look, you know, I go to the gym, I use it regularly, and he shared my blender. That's how I reckon he's got it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, I drank my brother's orange juice, which just happened to be spiked with an, an illicit substance or a banned substance. I mean, come on. I think he still believes in the tooth fairy. It's like, yes, yeah, so I had a steak, but I'm sure I didn't order that side of oil sauce. Now, clubs are able to pick players, players from outside their top 30 without NRL approval from round 11, meaning Seguiara was free to be selected as early as next week when the Seagulls take on the Eels. Look, he's a good player. There's no doubt he's a good player, Chico. Hasn't been perfect off the field. We know that. Are you OK with seeing him back? I think um, good man Jason Nightingale got him working at his coffee shop for a while too, James Seguiara. Oh, look, I'm a big believer you do the crime, you do the time. You pay your penance. Get another chance, and he'd be a handy backup in any team. 736. 7, 7, Look, we were on here last night when the result of this Gallant Terzievsky fight came through, and Paul Gallon, he can call himself Paul Gallant, uh, and now, now, and this has been talked about a lot today. He's considering seriously considering retirement, and he was outboxed and outclassed, Gal, by Chris Terzievsky, who claimed the vacant Australian heavyweight title. Is forty now, or is he forty-one, Gal? And he admitted that he aged in the ring as he fell to his second loss. It was outpointed 97 97 and 92 on all three judges' cards. This was in Newcastle. And this is his quote. He said, my good mate, Pete Mentrevsky, he's basically his right-hand man, gal. He says, you don't age in between fights, you age in between rounds. I don't know yet if it's my last fight. It might be. I'm humble in victory, humble in defeat. What is it about boxing? You know, Do you remember that great boxing documentary, When We Were Kings? Nobody gave Ali a chance against Foreman's IE 74, and Foreman just blew everyone away. So he's like this thundering tornado. It's destroyed everything in its path, and then his hulking figure, then he loses. And George Pleepton, the commentator, said afterwards, he says, you know, it's funny when you see a heavyweight, like a Titan, go down. All of a sudden, they sort of just, they don't look so hulking anymore. Reduced to the size of a pygmy. It's like they diminish in size. And you think boxers are, yeah, so, until they lose, and then it's like they age overnight. And then you look back and, oh, geez, yeah, they should have retired one fight ago. But it happened so suddenly. Hang up the gloves, please, gal. Please, you have nothing more to prove. And as you said, you know, couple that with your footy career. You've had enough knocks to the head. Your family's well set up. You're a smart operator. You're an outstanding media talent. And I'd like to see him give it away. And I think he will give it away. Oh, just on that, I know Junior Paulos called him out. Don't they all? How's your timing, Junior? They all want a piece of him, right? Because they can see... The car, they can see the banner. Gowl doesn't owe anyone anything, least of all Junior Paulo. They, they want their payday. And they're trying to monetise his name. Look, Junior Paulo can carve out his own path without the help of having Gowl as a potential scalp, he thinks. Maybe he can take a similar path, learn from what Gowl has done. Look, just away from Rugby League momentarily, the AFL, well, they've suffered their first coaching casualty before the NRL. So, you know, each week we're talking about, you know, which... Coaches are under the blowtorch. You know, who's most likely to lose their job first? Is it Madge? Is it Nathan Brown? Is it Trent Barrett? Well, Leon Cameron has resigned as GWS coach rather than coach out the season. It was clear, look, he wasn't going to have his contract renewed and that come that expires at the end of this season. He's a good coach, Leon Cameron. He had a good list. Took the Giants to that 2019 grand final. Of course, they got thumped. So he will be replaced by senior assistant Mark McVay for the rest of the season. The players have been told that Cameron's going to move on. But the thing here is that uh, Premiership coach Alastair Clarkson, who had all those glory years with the Hawks, he's a hot favourite now to take over. Wouldn't that be a coup? Wouldn't that be a coup? Clarko at GWS. Anyway, well done to Leon Cameron. He's expected to coach the side one more time at home against Carlton on Sunday. 3.20pm in Giants Stadium Clash. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. If you want to give me a call, want to get your thoughts on Magic Round, who are your certainties? Who can you take to the bank on the muddy track in Brisbane over the next three days? And further to that, if it's not in Brisbane, what city would you like to see? Host Magic Round. 0457 736 736. Julian King in the chair in a special edition, Thursday night edition of Higher Ground. Look, we'll take our first break. And Dragons fans, Queensland fans, stay tuned on the other side of that. We're going to catch up with Andrew McCulloch. Great to have your company this Thursday night. It's weird, isn't it? You flick on the TV or the radio. There's no Thursday night footy. What's going on here? A couple of da- couple of games tomorrow night and then three on the Saturday and then you've got the late game on the Sunday. The place to be is right here on SEN. We'll have all the action covered for you. 0457 736 736. Just a couple of issues on the dog and bone. We're trying to get a hold of Andrew McCulloch. We should get him. Momentarily, Bondi Jack, good evening to you, my friend. I have a retro idea, he says, for ELO, strange magic round. ELO angle. Uh, Maxwell could bring Perinara back on the same play. Henry could sin bin Teddy for headbutting to Nekoro's stiff arm, then send off Hutchie for attacking Dylan Brown's knees with his broken ribs and punctured lung. Yes, I remember that game referring to. It wasn't one of his best, granted. It wasn't one of his best, granted. ELO, strange magic. Showing your age there, Bondi Jack. Thank you, mate. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Greg Norman said something stupid today. I'll go through that in a bit more detail later on, but let's focus on Magic Round in the meantime. And after a three-game winning streak, the Dragons were brought back to earth by the Melbourne Storm last weekend. They now head to Brizzy for Magic Round, where they'll meet the Gold Coast Titans Saturday afternoon. Andrew McCulloch is their hooker. He's a proud Queenslander. You he, hear him here he. on ECN from time to time. He's on the line right now. Evening, up. Evening, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Back to Brizzy. Does it feel like a, a homecoming of sorts for you?
2: Uh, it does, mate. It does feel like home, obviously. Um, plenty, plenty of fr- friends and family here, but um, yeah, it's just good to get back to Suncorp and hopefully the the rain holds off.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the thing about it is, you look at the Dragons, there's, there's a few former Broncos connections here. You and your coach and obviously your captain, Moose and Jaden Sewell, Birdie, of course. Uh, it, it, I guess in that sense, it must feel like a home game
2: for you. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a few there, but um, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a few other boys that obviously jump clubs in between, so there was a bit of a stopover there for a while, was, But it's yeah, oh, it's good to get home and play at SunCorp, and I just think it's just such a good, um, yeah, you know, good weekend. I think, you know, not, if you're not from here, you certainly just still soak it up, enjoy the whole weekend. Yeah, big crowd. Yeah, everyone's up. Do you like the idea of
1: Magic Round? This sort of all teams in one venue.
2: Yeah, love it, mate. I think. Um, just such a great concept. But I think, especially in Brisbane, the way you know the people turn out each week for the Broncos, and a lot of those other people don't get a good chance to come see multiple games at once. You know, you got to reward those fans that turning out week in week out. Look, I don't want to pump up Queensland, but they do it a little better than New South Wales fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what Stuart Ayres, the
1: sports minister, saying, "Oh, I reckon now with the new football stadium, Sydney should have it." But I tell you what, this it's not the popular vote on this network. Sydney to host Magic. Well, ground. that's exactly
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, look, the numbers don't lie. People turn out. Um, it could be. You know, obviously, they get a stadium a bit closer sometimes, you know, the a z one isn't ideal, but, you know, the Parramatta one might be future sort of a mm. venue for those sort of things. But, yeah, we'll have to see what happens, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: Are you concerned about the surface and how it'll hold up across the weekend?
2: No, not really, mate. Normally, a lot of times it has been wet here. It run off pretty well. It doesn't sort of hold up too much water, and but it is night games do get a bit a uh, bit greasy. But um, yeah, well, mate, what do you do? It's football. You got to play in these conditions. You got to get on with it the best way you can. I feel more for the you know hopefully the people that get the you know turn out that don't have to sit in the rain. But yeah, forever grateful for those people driving a long long time to watch a football game.
1: Macka, let's go back to last week. Uh, very competitive in that first half against the ladder leaders, Melbourne. They got away in the second stanza. What's training been like this week? What lessons have you taken away from that match?
2: Yeah, really disappointing. I think you know, you, you know, that's a, and that's a bad thing to I think talk about is you know good for forty minutes it doesn't mean anything. Um, you play for eighty minutes to get the two points. I just yeah got beaten on the day. We didn't certainly didn't play well enough to even get chance in that second half. So yeah, full credit to Melbourne. They deserve that win and have been playing really good football. So yeah, I, I don't like the concept of saying. You know, forty minutes that you don't play, forty minutes you play eighty minutes. So it's the really disappointing, and the position we put ourselves back into the competition the last month was was really improving. And you'll get a chance to back that up this weekend and put that performance behind us against the team that's obviously you know, in a you know probably a worse position we were in regards to losses last little bit. So that'll be desperate, mate. But. We're just going to worry about ourselves, obviously.
1: Yeah, well, hooks named the same team, so you have a chance to make amends. Uh, one thing that really stood out in the past few weeks, prior to last weekend, was you know, I guess, you know, say for that second half on Sunday, it was that you showed so much commitment in defence. You know, on your goal line, even if they got opened up in the middle, you scrambled really well. Is that something that you've actively worked on as a team?
2: Yeah, it has, mate. To be honest, there's little drills that hooks put into place about. Um, you know, little sort of fitness drills into competing last plays, turning up for breaks, little things like that, that sort of let us down early beginning, last couple of months before that sort of three or four week stand that we had of good performances. So it's something that we had to work on and improve on. And a lot of the good teams are doing that. Um, certainly last play to keep moving until you get the ball back. So little things that um, we've worked on. You want to see some rewards and we've done that, but Yeah, he brought us back down to earth last week, so hopefully we can put in a strong performance on Saturday night.
1: We've seen Jaden Sullivan come off the bench in the past couple of weeks, so deputising at number nine for you. Do do you talk much to Bud about the role and what it requires?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I think first and foremost for Bud is defensively. I think, um, yeah, everyone talks about getting those guys in from the start, um, from the start of the game, but a lot of people don't realise... educating those blokes how games are played you know the the speed of the game at the start defensively you know doing all the little things that people don't see you know obviously you see tries at the back end of games and tight teams are a bit full, bit more fatigued but you know he's got to educate himself on um you know week in week out football about being in the middle it's it's not easy and slowly transitioning for those guys and educating them those guys of what it's like it's it's going to take some time and you know they're great kids they want to learn and get better so that's what you really want to see and you know, he'll get his shot, and he's doing some good things at training, which I like to see.
1: They keep you young, don't they, this next crop? They got, they're got they full of confidence. Are they cheeky at training? You know, Sullivan and Amone and, and Sloan and Ramsey. Nah. Do, do the older heads like yourself and Woodsy or Moosey sort of try and put them back in their place at all?
2: No, nah, oh, they're good kids. They're not smart to me or anyone. Else. <laughs> they're pretty good. They're, no, nah, they're respectful kids. They just want to learn and, and play footy, enjoy it. And that's kids, older guys like myself um, – you know you remember yourself when you found out. Turn up to training it was all new and exciting when you come. So it's really good to see. And like first and foremost, they're respectful kids and just want to enjoy their football, which you really like to see. So they'll go through ups and downs like anyone in the career You just want to try and educate them on what it's like. It's it's not all easy. It's not a smooth road all the time. You don't get all the pats on the back all the time. There's certainly some some down times that you just got to tell them about that that don't last forever. So yeah, it's a good learning curve. But you you're glad that you're there with them and. You know, the best thing is uh, they enjoy being there, which is what you want to see.
1: Jack Bird, news this week, he's recommitted to the club. Uh, there must be a weight off his shoulders now that he's got his future decided.
2: Yeah, Jesus' just been going on for a while. It felt like felt a... like Darren, Darren Lockyer was signing or something like that. <laughs> Smith, so it's dragged out for a while. So. Yeah. But we got him there, hopefully. so Let's get the big man happy. He's, he's done well to get back from his injuries, Birdie, and someone that we actually really enjoy playing with. He could be the worst trainer in the world, but he, certainly when he comes to playing on the field he's someone you want there with he competes on everything and he's real competitive so yeah he's uh i'm glad that uh, i'm glad they got finally got that done it could have been a bit of a, a draining issue but we got there i think oh
1: just on injuries how's uh, how's Jaden Seal tracking maca
2: mate he's um yeah a bit steady at the moment obviously we've been away for a little bit been in melbourne having a good chance to see him over the last week come from straight from melbourne to brisbane so haven't had a chance to see him yet um hopefully he's doing all the right things rehab wise um I'm pretty sure he's had that injury before, so he knows how to get back on his feet. We're missing him at the moment on those those edges. Mate, he certainly brings a certain type of aggression that we've, we sort of lack at times. But, you know, he'll take his time and we'll get him back when we can.
1: Hook did a lot of recruitment in the off-season. Didn't he to kind of bolster your middles? Oh, I've got to say, Macca, one guy that's impressed me this year is Frankie moler Gee, he's been good.
2: Yeah, mate, and he deserves every praise, you know, all the accolades he gets at the moment. The big fella dead set... Um, I think he's just starting to realise his potential, and you know what he needs to get himself right for being a first grader each week. Does plenty of extras away from the the club at the moment. It, it goes a bit unnoticed at times, but you know that's the rewards he's getting at the moment. He's been that physical bloke in the middle. You know, I think he's really he picked up his game this year, and I think he's starting to realise the impact he can have on a, a, a football side. It takes a little bit of time, certainly in the front row, but you know he's got there. He's learnt some hard lessons on the way, Frank, and. He's repaying hook with, uh, you know, a bit of security at the moment, which is good to see.
1: Now, looking ahead to this game on Saturday, you meet the Titans. Uh, we know they haven't been at their best. Uh, Jaden Campbell at the back, he, he could be dangerous. they still got strike, don't they, with A.J. Brimson, obviously Tino and, and Mo giving him some punch up front. Uh, what sort of game are you expecting from Gold Coast?
2: Well, mate. To be honest, uh, they play a pretty attacking style of football. They've never been, a, you know, a shot. trying to make score some plenty of tries. Doesn't matter if they're at the backfield or at the, at the front. They've plenty got some plenty of boys that can throw the ball, big outside backs. And you know, like you spoke about Tino, Footake, uh, you know, Jared Wallace is back in the starting team. So, you know, they have a bit of a point to prove, and you know, they'll be desperate, obviously, with the sort of the last sort of month and a half they've had. So, but you know, can't plan to that. We've had a disappointing performance last week, so. I think just bouncing back and just worrying about ourselves is going to be a key factor. And like you said earlier, you know, scrapping, fighting your way back and just hanging in there.
1: Titans and Dragons, 14th v 11th. 5.30pm kickoff Saturday, 14th of May. Of course, Magic Round, all games at Suncorp Stadium. The Titans won the last two meetings between the teams, by the way, and four of the last five meetings between the teams have been decided by a 1-12 margin. Macca, always good with your time. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck for Magic Round.
2: Yes, mate, no, no any time. There Thank
1: he is. You. Andrew McCulloch, a good fella. And Dragons hooker, formerly a Brisbane, yes. What about that? I know he's playing for a Sydney based team because, no, nah, nah, Sydney don't do it right. Brisbane know how to do it, <laughs> so much, He's a good fella. 0457 736 736, the text line number. We'll take a break. We've got uh, the Fox League Channel 502 up, and I don't know what Fletch is doing, dressing up in a chicken suit alongside his good mate, Heidi. It's, uh, yeah, it's all Heidi topless. Great play machine, one of the best back rows I've seen. But clearly, these players uh, just let themselves go ever so slightly. Fletcher looks still pretty cut, I've got to say. Heidi uh, looks like he's just getting a bit of a veranda over the tool shed. <laughs> I'm quite sure he won't be listening, so I've got to say that. And please don't tell Fletchy. 0457 736 736, just away from Rugby Leagues, a stack of other sport going on. So Mulchie's my official sports update guy for the night. Alex, good evening.
3: Nice to be with you again, Jules, and we'll start with the big news. Mm. It has been confirmed, another World Cup coming to Australia. Christy Doran reporting from Fox Sports that Australia have been confirmed as Rugby World Cup hosts for the men in 2027 and the women. In 2029, Brilliant. in that meeting in Dublin. Great. So it'll be our first World Cup in rugby. Well, they were on the, the only bid
1: nation, were they, for 2026? They were the lone yeah.
3: bid nation. So it was a fait accompli, but nevertheless, nice to be confirmed. Had yeah. the Sydney Harbour Bridge up in green and gold on a rainy night. So. Beautiful.
1: I, I was at the 2003 World Cup it was just after John Eelser retired and he was part of the promotion of, of opening it. And he had this big sort of kickoff and machine. Made it look like he was kicking a ball and mm. a big catapult sort of flung the ball down the field, and I think it was Australia-Argentina from memory The the opening match. Uh, it was good. It was, it was really there?
3: festive. Were you there for the heartbreaking evening? No, I wasn't.
1: I'll tell you, you at know where a, I was. I was actually at a at, at a Bush. fan site, a live site at the Rocks. That shut down that oh, whole right. road. It was around Hickson Road, the, mm. the Rocks, and had a big screen up. Um, the thing is, it's sort of hard to see. You didn't realise how critical that final kick from Elton Flatley was to keep him alive, and then, mm. you know, it was just heartbreaking, Johnny Wilkinson. And, Field goal, and the rest is history.
3: After the win against the All Blacks in the semi-final, as well, yeah,
1: stealing like more like that years. intercept of, of Carlos Spencer. I remember they were interviewing Carlos Spencer afterwards. Oh, who do you think might win the final? I goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and why would he? It was filthy. And why he would a good he? Good player at his day, but uh, you know, rugby needs that. The sport needs to take centre stage because it is not prominent in the consciousness at the moment of Australian sports fans. And that's not helped by the fact that the Wallabies have no. been going like bustards in recent years. Super Rugby's fallen off a cliff. Starting to come back. So they should hatch out a five-year plan so everything crescendos in 2027.
3: That sounds like a fabulous idea, Interview, But why in not? Get, get the best and brightest minds and the, in
1: the game. And the ARU. Get the best and brightest minds. Let's talk about getting Eddie Jones back to help him out in some way, shape or form. Why not? Get Rod McQueen on board. Get anyone you can. The best and brightest in the game. And and map out a path to World Cup glory in 2027. That is the way you revive it. Yes, it's five years' time. Mm. You know, if we win a couple of letters before that, that would be even better. Don't get me wrong. But, no, this is great. This is great. It's rugby's chance to shine.
3: Couldn't agree more. Um, Great to see it back in the spotlight. Now I'm going to go to the round ball because how could I not? Ange Postacoglu has become Australia's best ever football coach with – A title on a third continent. Hands down. Winning the title with Celtic after a 1-1 draw with Dundee United overnight. Celtic were 25 points in arrears Mm. last season to Rangers. In one of their worst seasons in more than a decade, he's turned the club... He's said after the game. In fact, I'll tell you what, how about we hear a bit of Ange?
4: Probably first time this year I'm lost for words. Um, No one gave
5: us much of a chance at the start of the year and... um, to, to do what they've done this year, achieve
4: the ultimate, is, uh, is an unbelievable effort. Fans had a tough year last year, not just the fact that we didn't win anything, but they couldn't do this. They couldn't come and support their team. And they've been right behind us from day one, and uh, I couldn't be happier, but I was just really proud of this group of players and the staff. They've been unbelievable for me this year.
1: He's just, everything he's touched is to gold, Ange. And this is a thing with – there's a real cultural cringe when it comes to football coaches. Yes. you know, And this country really should celebrate our intellectual exports, not just in football, but in, in all walks of life, a lot more than we do. It's like, oh, if you're not European, you don't have any degree of validity or credibility mm. as a coach. Well, they had just blown that out of the water. Absolutely. He's going to be coaching a top-flight team in Europe next year. So he can add to his –
3: Already decorated CV, Ange, and this is the next challenge for him with Celtic. He had a poor season in the Europa League by all metrics, oh. so it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the league above that, where Scottish teams have not had a lot of success. Um, it's another mountain for him to conquer, but yeah. it just he only makes knows it... one way, though, right? Exactly. So he's going go to go. They're going to get drawn with a big club because they're not going to be put in a, a top pot. They're a Scottish side, and he will go the. As you say, he only knows one way. He will play aggressive football. He will tell his team to press. He will tell them to play out from the back. It'll be fascinating to watch. And if that pays off, that's his ticket to the Premier League.
1: So yeah, he was brought in. Yes, he had to rebuild. But he said, you know, this is a club that demands success. I can't just say I'll give it a few years. And and he did remarkably well. So well done to Ange Postacoglu. And well done to the Hoops. Two, the seasons, interest.
3: two seasons in one, a rebuild and a title season. I'll quickly give you the NBA yeah. scores from today. Uh the Milwaukee Bucks 110-107 after the Celtics led late in that one wow. Milwaukee taking that lead back to Boston for game 6 so that'll be very interesting to see what happens there and the gri- oh sorry going back to Milwaukee so they could steal it there in game 6 and the Memphis Grizzlies with a convincing 134 to 95 win in Memphis over the Warriors that goes back to San Francisco for game 6.
1: Thank you Mulchi. we'll catch you next hour with another sports We'll clear a break on the other side of that. We're going to catch up with the public the owner-operator of the legendary Caxton Hotel in Brisbane, Ross Farquhar, just to give us a bit of a, 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 a vibe and the energy of the ground in the lead-up to Magic Ground. We'll get to your text messages momentarily on the show. Keep them coming in 0457 Who are your specials for the week over Magic Ground? And further to that, if it's outside of Brisbane, who, who do you want to see hosted? Do you think Sydney deserve it? Do they deserve it? Or do you think, no, nah, they don't show up. They don't have the precinct for it. You should give it a wide berth. 0457 736 736. Of course, a Magic Round is seen as the ultimate rugby league weekend. It showcases all 16 teams, all at one venue, Suncorp Stadium. The Magic Round is set to cast another type of magic, this time on, on Brisbane's tourism industry. So, so far from making things disappear, they'll make tourists and visitors up here. So much so that the three-day event is set to inject up to $20 million into the local economy. And when you think of Brisbane hospitality, your mind immediately goes to the legendary Caxton Hotel. Ross Farquhar is the owner and operator of the Caxton is on the line right now. Ross, good evening. G'day, Julie. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Are you all set for the weekend?
5: We're getting there. Putting the final touches on all the preparations. Uh, the rain hasn't been, that, or the weather hasn't been the kindest to it, but we'll sort that out.
1: I was about to say, uh, how much does that affect you in terms of you know, numbers for the door? I don't think it makes a
5: lot of difference because a lot of people don't like to sit in the rain
2: that's at a good the stadium. Point.
5: So they might come up and watch the game here, you know, but uh, it, it it just sort of, I think it just puts a little bit, well, not trying to be a pun, but a bit of a dampener on the whole occasion. But <laughs> no,
1: we love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's
5: supposed to be uh, a bit of rain tomorrow and hopefully Saturday and Sunday's a lot better.
1: Yeah, we don't want to rain on their parade, do we, Ross? Now, hey, no, what, what's, right. uh, uh, what's an event like this worth to your establishment, the Caxton?
5: Well, our biggest day is always Origin, sure. you know. That's and this this is this, over the three days. This is like having two Origins over three days. So it's you know it's a massive injection for us. And uh, you know, after all the COVID early in the year and the, and the floods and the rain we've had a lot of it. It's uh, it's just a mm-hmm. a real thought for us. It's a real bonus. You know, delighted to have it. I heard just mentioning earlier about trying to trying to get it to Sydney, but. You guys can watch a football game three, yeah. you know, that's, three days of every weekend mate, down there. We I, don't
1: I, get it. I'm glad you said that because Brisbane obviously changed slightly with the Dolphins. But you're a one team town, even with them, you're a two team town. Sydney's got nine teams, so each week you can pretty much go to a game that features a team that's not your own. You know, yeah, that's, no that's, other that's, city has that, that luxury. That would be my argument. Yeah, oh, I <laughs> agree. Be my, but I but agree. It's,
5: it's probably. Personally, tended for business reasons as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just like money talks. I know, mate. Uh, accommodations? Do you get how far out do your does your venue get accommodations booked? No, we don't have accommodations. Oh, you actually. don't, just
5: a, a Good old fashioned pub or tavern, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now if we don't have accommodation, but uh, no, they up, all our upstairs where the old accommodation was is now you know function rooms and stuff like that. So they're all they're all you know, booked well in advance. So it's all it's a it's a good day for us and we don't have to look after people with hangovers in the
1: morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fryer break here. How many extra beers are you expected yeah. to pour, Ross?
5: Oh, it, you know, it'll be a three hundred keg sort of weekend and uh, you know, thousands of cans. We have the car park which is a it's a, it's a, it's a little bit rustic out there, but it's a it's a good buzz. It's like a good old fashioned beer guard never gets into the cans. So <laughs> there'll be thousands of those but uh, as I said, the rain, all uh, But you know, a beautiful. One day perfect, the next. Hopefully, it's perfect tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Let me ask you this: Do you get New South Wales interlopers demanding like is new on tap?
5: Yeah, well, you, we have twoies on. Well, yeah. You know, we're, we, we have Tui's on, and we get. Um, look, I'll, I'll go back to the origin. We've got a lot of girls here from New South. They will wear their origin jerseys on on, the, on you know on an origin day, and uh, and it's always a good bit of banter of that. But we've already had people from Manly, St George, Penrith, Cowboys, Broncos, Warriors jerseys in today. So it's uh, it's always good fun because the, the ones who play early, you know, if they win, everyone says, oh, you're just showing off now. with your team one. <laughs> and if they lose, they say, what are you still doing here? Your team's gone. You know, oh, yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. it's all good fun. Everyone's really good. They, I think they embrace the carnival atmosphere right, and the spirit, you know, and it's, uh, everyone seems to get on well.
1: 150 years of history at least. Is that right for the Caxton in Brisbane? What's that? Sorry? About 150 years' worth of history for yep. the Caxton?
5: That's right. They 1876, and it burnt down. It used to be across the road. And then in 1884, it's uh, right where the... I'm sitting in the, one of the old rooms upstairs where it's original, yeah.
1: Isn't it funny how many pubs have a story about, oh, I was established here, and then a fire took hold or it burnt down? It sort of adds to the legend <laughs> yeah. of the joint, doesn't it? It's, it's amazing. It's... it's
5: it is amazing. Like I said, uh, you'd, uh, you'd suspect there would be an insurance job now, but uh, I think a lot of the in the old days with wooden wooden pubs and alcohol and candles, oh. it wasn't too hard to uh, wasn't too hard to have a fire. Do
1: you think the Broncos are a red hot chance against the Eagles? I do. I give them every chance. Uh, the Eagles, or well, the Eagles,
5: you know, they've got a great team, and uh, but uh, no, I give it. I give it four in a row. I think for the Broncos. I hope. I hope. Uh, I like it. It was nice to see Kevy and Alfie smiling again. So yeah, uh, I hope They
1: go well. Not wrong. Uh, an away game at your home ground. Gee, you, you came out of yeah, that pretty well. Yeah, round,
5: and I think they. It? I think they. I think they actually have to go into the away dressing room. Yeah, no, they first, do. So it,
1: Absolutely, it, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny? And you yeah. run out second, and you know the team song. Yeah. it's 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 weird. It's very it, weird.
5: It is weird, but, but that's you know. Yeah. I guess you know, again, not a pun, but that's the magic of the whole weekend, isn't it? You're getting
1: different circumstances.
5: Different. I'm not sure if I want to be playing in game seven or game eight on Sunday afternoon if the weather's mm. that, uh, they do a remarkable job at Suncourt with that oval. But uh, you know, if it, it, it they're incredible what the, how they just get it up for big games like that. Yeah. That uh, yeah. they'll look after it though.
1: Yeah, the service get chopped up. I spoke to Andrew McCulloch uh, about half an hour ago. He said, you know, he's played many games there. He said it, it drains pretty well. It drains pretty well as yeah, well. It, it does, it well. does. So, well.
5: And, and those guys they work all night, you know, like Friday night they'll be there all overnight getting everything fixed up so it's it's as good again as as they can make it on Saturday. And then the same as good as again as they can make it on Sunday there. They're phenomenal, the people down there. do a great job.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Well, we're going out to 1620 on the Gold Coast and SENQ as well. So anybody listening in the Goldie or indeed Brizzy, make sure you get down to the Caxton. You can have a 4X. You can even have a 2 new, right? Because he shares yeah, the love, does Ross? You can have a 2 new. We, we don't discriminate
5: a, on what beer you No,
1: nah, have a craft beer if you want. We don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> Ross, thanks so much for your time. Hey, have a great oh, do weekend. I'd love to
5: talk to you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I hope it's just a, a good weekend for everybody. Uh,
1: um it
5: just it, it is really good fun like it's it's uh everyone seems to come with a different attitude
1: yep origin can be a bit testy sometimes but
5: you know <laughs> the magic round is it does offer a little bit of magic
1: Yep. and hopefully you hold many many more good on you ross enjoy the weekend good on you mate thank yeah. you very much there he is, ross farquhar the owner operator publican and the farquhar family have basically they're synonymous with the caxton hotel it's established itself as a brisbane icon he's a good man he's a really good man and as he said, you know, it's, very, it's like a cheers, I guess. Very friendly place and, you know, a lot of New South Welshmen and women working there and in the ad- adjacent precincts and the rest. And they come in, they have a beer and it's, it's good fun. It's a great weekend. It's a really great weekend. Have a look at the menu too. Geez, decent feet. Look at the food gallery. Get to the Caxton. Like I said, I was born in Brisbane. Born in Brisbane, Holland Park. But I moved out when I was young, so I was too young to drink. But I went back for Expo 88 and I've been back what, once before. And I haven't got... Look, it's 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 one of my secret shames. I've yet to get to the Caxon, but I will. I will. You know what I might have to do? I might have to hit up my good mate, Peter Basaltis, uh, the unofficial mayor of Brisbane. Salty, um, your shout if you're listening. <laughs> good on you, mate. Take me down to the Caxon Hotel. 0457 736 736 is that text line number. Jace writes, uh, Hey, Julian, would be nice to see Magic Round at the new SFS. I agree with different cities hosting each year. Problem with New Zealand is when would games get played. With time difference, it's possible some games we kicking off for 10 years. That, that is a problem. But Magic Round's really about those in that city that never get to see live teams. You'd find a workaround, I think, Jace, for at least one week. But it, I take your point. I absolutely take your point. And Mark, actually, you know what I'll do, Mark? Mark's written in about Gary Freeman. We're going to catch up with the Wiz in the next hour of the program. He's a good fella. Now, Wiz is going to be on board for the run home tomorrow with Jimmy Smith, a special edition of the run home from 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's going to stick around for the pregame uh, to kick off Magic Round. That, of course, the Bulldogs and the Knights. Be good to get the Wiz on board. 1992, and medalist. And I reckon captain of the Soxdown Rugby League team. Wiz, proud New Zealander, good fella, great player. So I'll catch up with Wiz and run through the round and get his thoughts uh, ahead of Magic Round starting tomorrow at 6pm 0457 736 736 is that text line number. As I said, just before we take a break, Greg Norman has been in the news. And I might talk about this more in the next hour when I've got some more time. But Greg Norman, you know how Shark is basically trying to launch this this Saudi Gulf League. And people are saying, well, hang on a minute, this is a bit of a murderous regime. And he's talking about the death of that journalist, Khashoggi, and this is what the shark had to say: Look, we've all made mistakes, and you just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. We've all made mistakes. What? 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 What's that mistake? Being murder. What? What's the lesson? Don't murder. I was stunned when I read that, and it hurts me. It hurts me because every youngster loved watching. Greg Norman played golf as a kid, and, you know, you, you cried with him when he got oh so close to the Masters. But that is a weird thing to say. It's actually a highly offensive thing to say. Oh, yeah, that's just murdered someone. somebody. We all make mistakes. You all make mistakes. It's like, oh, you hit like, yeah, Hitler, yeah, he wasn't perfect, but, geez, you know, the roads were good. Streets were clean. I mean, come on. Come on. 0457. 736-736, the text line number. Julian King on a special Thursday night edition of High Ground. Second hour of the program, 0457-736-736. That is the text line number. If you want to call me up, if you're bored, you can keep We can keep each other company. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy one 1170 High ground Julian King with you on a Thursday night. It's it's weird, isn't it? No Thursday night footy. That's all right. You just hold that. Just the weight just makes you want it even more. The weight just makes you want it even more. Of course, magic round. In Brisbane, Vegas. Going to get a stack of rain. Good to catch up with Ross Farquhar on the last hour. He's a good fella. Like I said, if those listening via SENQ or 1620 on the Goldie, or if you're heading up, uh, drop it into Caxton. Say good day to Ross. He'll look after you. Really friendly bunch of people, too. Uh, Friday, that is tomorrow. The Bureau of Meteorology says high chance of rain, 95% chance of rain, heavy fall. So I reckon Friday's going to be the worst. They reckon it will ease off ever so slightly Saturday and Sunday. Still saying, uh, 95% chance of showers. But tomorrow, 30 to 60 mil possible rainfall, 5 to 15 mil Saturday, and then a bit less on Sunday, only 1 to 4 mil. So I guess the question is, if the rain is consistent, it might get a bit choppy by the time it gets to 6.15 p.m. on Sunday. But be that as it may, it is what it is. You just got to get on with it, don't you? you just got to get on with it. Now, Bondi Jack, uh, I know you're a Roosters fan. And Gary the Wiz Freeman's going to join me shortly. And he represented the tricolours with distinction. And Mark from Mortdale, you've got a question about Gary Freeman maybe giving facials to certain players. So I'm going to put that to Wiz. And I, I remember, I, I'm sure, I don't know if I read it or heard it, where Wiz would always train on Christmas Day. I said, well, really, it's Christmas Day? Why well, you training on Christmas Day. And he said, because you want that competitive advantage. You train on Christmas Day because no one else is training on Christmas Day. We'll catch up very shortly with the Wiz, Gary Freeman, and get his thoughts and Magic Round. Now, Wiz is going to join Jimmy on the run home tomorrow. Then he's going to stick around too for the preview of the first game between the Bulldogs and the night. So delighted that he's part of the coverage right here on SEN. Now, Manly-Brisbane, and this is a game that I reckon is a toss of a coin, especially with the return of Kate Ball, the return of Haas to the Brisbane side. And yes, it's an away game for the Broncos. They will sit in the away dressing rooms, but they are playing At their home turf. And and you put down their form, their good recent form, to a really savvy piece of recruitment, that being South Sydney's favourite son, Adam Reynolds. Well, Gus Gould had this to say on Adam Reynolds, the Broncos' captain, the influence he has on younger players.
0: All they need sometimes, these young kids, is some exposure to some on-field leadership that brings it all to light. And that's where Adam Reynolds has, has, has been a major purchase for them, and where i said he will end up being the buyer of the year and you know nico hines and all that of course they're, they're great buyers but it's mm. it for the broncos they couldn't have made a better buy in the last 20 years mm. than adam reynolds is to them right now because he's the one that's going to bring that to light and if you want an example it's 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 why we bought maloney and james tarman out to the panthers at a very crucial time in those young players careers Um, they're not around when they're winning competitions like they're doing now, but they're very responsible for a lot of the education and on-field education and mentorship and leadership they got during that time. And Adam Reynolds is going to be vital. I don't know how long he'll last or how long he'll play, but whatever time they spend with Adam Reynolds, these young fellas are going to remember it for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, bang on as usual, Gus. Best buy that Brisbane have made in 20 years. You know, straight away, gosh, 20 years. But if you think about it, I'm trying to think who's a better buy than Reynolds, albeit in the... Got a short time frame, a short window in which to make that judgment. Better buy than Milford. Better buy than Bird. Maybe Motu Tony would
3: have something to say about that, Molchie. What do you reckon? He probably used to buy the outer I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Particularly what Gus has said there and the way he's brought that team together. I thought even a couple of years ago when the Broncos were really not playing well and Seabold was under all sorts of pressure, you could see there was talent there. Perhaps the the spine and the leadership was missing. There were there were certainly the pieces, guys like Her- Herbie Farnworth, Patrick Carrigan, Tom Flegler. These are guys that are still very, very young, or were at that age, yeah. and now they're starting to move towards the peak of their careers, and now they're starting to see what true leadership looks like, what guys can do who make other players better on their team.
1: I'd agree. Reynolds by the year. You mentioned their Nico High. Chad Townsend, is proof, in a similar way, in terms of the impact he's had on the team that he's been recruited to, uh, the impact that Townsend has had there at the Cowboys, not dissimilar to what Reynolds has done at the Broncos, but he, you know, he's lifting the spirits and the confidence of, of this gun-yum backline that he's got, Selwyn Cobo and Tessie New and Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth, the English international. People think he's a Queenslander. He had to remind me, I don't know, I'm actually an Englishman. Herbie. We'll go, yeah, when's the last time we had a Herbie? When's the last time we had a Herbie playing rugby league? And I'm there trying to think, and then I'm, Herbie Collins. There's a great story. So Herbie Collins actually played in the Roosters' first ever premiership game, and was it 90, uh, or premiership? I should say 21. It might have been. Played alongside the great Daly Messenger. But the thing about the great Herbie Collins, he went on to captain Australia in Test match cricket. In fact, scored a hundred on debut. So if you're wondering if there's ever been any other Herbies play rugby league in Australia, well, you might have to go back to the 20s, and there's a Not only a a premiership winner with the Roosters, Herbie Collins, but he went on to Captain Australia in cricket. Got in a bit of trouble, I think, with um, a bit of gambling and the like. scored 100 in debut. So there you go. Fun fact this evening. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. JK, when I left the 1999 grand final, I headed to the bowels, jumped on the Dragons Greyhound and flashed my NRL press pass, fully expecting a lift to the Taj Mahal. Got two steps in. Saw the faces. Despite my protestations, I was ejected. Not a saint. Having made my way on the train, I was overcome by the lack of distress from Bardo, Darren Tracy, et al, and all the fans in the auditorium, which I graced many times in the 80s on Tuesday nights of Slip, Perry, Winnie, yeah, Slip is in Slippery Morris, uh, Perry, uh, Perry Haddock, Winnie, Graham Wynn, pigskin Mick Beatty uh, He got in a bit of strife, didn't he, Mick beatty and 1,000 girls, including Cassie Pickskin's wife, Depey. <laughs> oh, you'd be a fun guy to pick out one night over a couple of beers Bono Jack, because I reckon you've got some pretty decent stories to tell. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Of course, no Thursday night footy tonight as we brace ourselves for Magic Round Season 2022. All eight games to be held at Brisbane Suncorp Stadium. It's a city, well, really, it's been the saviour of Rugby League in the past couple of years. Gary Freeman, the Wiz, 1992 Delhi and medalist, part of our extensive coverage here on ECN. I think he might even be doing the run home tomorrow and the pre-game for the Knights and the Dogs, and he's very kindly offered up some of his time tonight. G'day, Wiz. G'day,
4: boys. How are you? Okay. Look, I'm, I'm re- really looking forward to tomorrow night, mate. Uh, first time I've actually managed to get back on uh, radio uh, for a while, and just to, to be part of this magic round, I think it's going to be something special. I'm really looking forward to uh, given um, my opinion of what I think uh, has been happening over the last couple of months of uh, footy and and
1: uh, how it's been played. Gary, we're pleased to have you. I, I noticed today outside Suncorp Stadium, there was a picture of, of the great King Wally statue. It was dressed up with a snorkel and floaties. And when, <laughs> but when Beijing... Uh, this is a true story. When Beijing were bidding for the Olympics, <laughs> right, competing for Sydney for the 2000 Olympics, yeah. they sent planes up in the air to push clouds out of the way so it wouldn't rain... <laughs> Oh kid Kitch- <laughs> it's a true story on one Antonio Samurai. So let me ask you, is ha- have you got any pull with Palaszczuk and can you sort out something similar to help with the inclement weather there in Brisbane?
4: Well, that's why they call me the wizard, mate. I I can actually do anything. So uh, I think that'll that'll be pretty easy for I will make sure tomorrow, when that first game kicks off, the Knights and the Bulldogs, there is not a cloud in the sky, there's no raindrops, and there'll be 20-odd thousand people, 30-odd thousand people turn up for that first game at 5.30, and they make sure that they can sit there without their umbrellas up. Because I'll tell you what... A, it's a magnificent stadium, it does hold the water well as we've seen over Mm. the years when it has been flooded a number of times, but I think the players will enjoy um, the fans that will turn up to support so many games over such a wonderful weekend and to be brutally honest guys, I I, I really can't wait to be part of it and especially on radio and be part of you guys. you know, just just be there and watch these guys go around because there's been some great football played over the last probably you know nine weeks that's begun. This is round ten, of course, but there's also been some games where you'd say, "Oh, we have to get better than that."
1: Well, let's run through some of these games. Uh, you'll be chatting about this before they kick off six o'clock tomorrow. The Dogs and the Knights, just looking through the entire round round ten actually. Wizards, some of them are real yep. toss of to the coin, including this game. I think the Dogs going in slight favourites, dollar seventy three. The Knights paying two eleven, but. Oh, this could go either way.
4: Oh, Without doubt. You know, I think if you look at uh, the way the Knights played, probably if you go back four or five weeks ago, they were like looking like they were a real side that could make the top eight and really push into it quite a way. Then you look at the Dogs in their first four games, they really did struggle. And you saw Trent Barrett down on the on the field when they won their first game, which is which is great to see that the coach had that emotion to be there. Uh, but you know, then you, you see how the Dogs played. I thought they were inspirational. They really started to play as a, as a team, as a unit. And I think that's one thing that I've noticed about the Newcastle Knights side, that they seem to be you know, just one out and it's very, very unstructured. But I, I just, I don't know what's going on with the Knights, mate, but they should be playing a lot better. I look, I know they're down a couple of players, but I think if you go through each side and line everybody up, it really does come down to, I believe... Uh, The six and seven. I think Kyle Flanagan's really stepped up to the mark. Uh, Matt Burton is really starting to find his feet. I I truly believe he did struggle a little bit after leaving Penrith and the way that Penrith used to play. But in the last couple of weeks, he's really started to come through and say, I am a leader of this side. So he's up against a young guy called Tex Hoy, and then Adam Clurn has come back in on the side. So again, that Newcastle side, they really haven't got that six and seven really locked down because of injuries and all the rest of it. But I think those four players really hold the key. A, it's with kicking and then general organising.
1: Yeah, Burden, I know they lost to the Raiders last week, but he was best on the field, I think, Matt Burton.
4: Oh, yeah, he played great. Uh, he, this... he, he... Yep. Go
1: yep. on. I'm sorry. No, go on. No,
4: no, where no way,
1: uh, well, I was just having a look at the second game, Friday clock, Friday uh, eight oh five pm is the kickoff. It's, it's your away game for the Broncos, even though it's at their home ground. Uh, a couple of big ins. Kurt Capel, Payne Haas, but everyone waxing lyrical whiz about the form of Adam Reynolds. Look, I, I always thought that the one
4: thing that
1: the reason why they went out
4: and purchased uh, young Adam Riddles, they needed someone who had the experience that could drive them around the paddock. Now, he did, he's done that since day one. Um, I, I, I enjoy the way that Adam Riddles played. He, he's he got a great kicking game. He doesn't get flustered. He gets them around the paddock, and he was great last week. But can I, can I, to Tony Staggs, I've I got to say, it's probably one of the informed centres at the same time. So this is a game, I believe, that the Bronco, Broncos should win. They should really take it to the Manly side. I know Tommy's back in the side, which makes a massive difference to this Manly side. But I think Adam Reynolds is the key difference. Look, Dave Jerry Evans, he, he could just win a game by himself. Mm. And so is Kieran him. Like, he's one of the toughest defenders and, a, and great players that I've seen over the, the time that I've been watching the last 10 years, mate. He's a tremendous player. But um, I just think that, you know, those guys have really got the stand up in these games. But I think Adam Reynolds against Cherry Evans is, is going to be the highlight, without doubt.
1: Oh, without question. Ola Cow, too, a big in, too, for that Eagles side. It, look, not that you care much about what the Kangaroos do or the Australian international side does, with, but if they're picking a team tomorrow, is is DCE the seven, do you think?
4: Uh, I think so, mate. Oh, I really do. I think he, he's, well, he's a guy that plays, when it's the big games and and they they need someone to stand up. He does get there. Um, Adam Reynolds has been close a couple of times, but I think if you're looking at a player that can, you know, you've seen some of those 40-20s, mate. They're just magnificent over the years. Um, He's a real big key to them. Uh, I I think the interesting part here, though, is in the nine and the hooking role, young Billy Walters coming into that spot. He's been strong defensively built. um, and, And, you know, it's good to see, like, and go there and really make his own mark in the game. I'm really, really happy for young Billy Waddles, mate, because he he can really lead the side around. He's great at a dummy half, and he's got a pretty good kicking game too. So that will take a little bit of pressure off um, Adam Reynolds.
1: Saturday, 3pm, you know, (laughs) you think the Rapidos be too strong there, Ninth, the Warriors are 10th. Hard to believe the Warriors are 10th. I mean, they got 70 put on them by Melbourne, and then they couldn't, do away with a, a predominantly twelve-man shark side last week, and make a case oh. uh, that that was even a worse loss than the one to Melbourne. But the Rabbitohs a, a big loss there without Cam Murray.
4: Yeah, it, it is, mate. He's, he's the rock um, in their side, isn't he? But they they they're sort of like struggling a little bit too. Like, I think you know there's a lot of pressure on Cody Walker. Um, you, you know, young uh, the halfback. The is, is is a really really good player, but he's really young and with the inexperience an and Cody then has all this other added pressure on top of him to control this football side. And when you do that, sometimes it takes away from your natural running game. And I think that's what Adam Reynolds did give Cody Walker when he was playing there with him, that he would allow Cody to run and just do what he does on a football field. But when you tell someone else to step up and start taking control of the football side, it actually changes the way they play. And it, it's whether you become a captain or, or just a, a person that the coach says, I want you to try and do this. And I don't think it suits him. I think he's just got to go, you know what? I don't have to worry about that. You guys make a break. I'll be there and I'll score the tries. This I'm, I'm talking about Cody Walker. Mm. Uh, Damien Cook is going to run more, I reckon, out of dummy half. When you look at the Warriors, I, I, I said this on radio in New Zealand, Ben Murdoch, the South. If it was me, I'd be starting. I wouldn't be having him on the bench. Uh, I I think that he's a guy that needs to start the game. He's inspirational. Uh, I know why they're doing it, because they want to, you know, get their two front rows on then put another two front rows on. But he's a guy, I think now, after the last three weeks that I've seen him play, he just adds a little bit more spark. And and I've got to say this also, Matthew Lodge, in the last three weeks, I think has really stood up Mm, and really leads this pack around the field. And he's been, like, Taking the ball forward, he's doing big hits at the same time. He is one of the guys. And Tohu Harris actually returns, gives him a bit more strength. But me, I'll say it one more time. Ben Murdoch, Basala, he should be starting this game. Just against the South Sydney side, without okay. doubt.
1: Hey, do you like Cody Nicarima on the bench for the Bunnies, Wiz?
4: Oh, mate. What if you're the Warriors and he comes on and <laughs> he scores them up. <laughs> <out of dummy. laughs>
1: stranger, stranger stories have been written in this game, as you know.
4: You know yourself, when a player changes mid-season and he comes up against his old side, it's not like you're going out there deliberately to beat them, but you know you've got to play your best. And you probably want to show the coach who said, look, we can't find a spot for you. (laughs) Uh, You've got to leave. And then next week, he's up against it. He's under number 14 jersey. Look, if if there's one thing the Warriors have to fix up is around that ruck area in defence because that's where they've been beaten the last couple of weeks, um, convincingly against the Storm, of course, and Cody Karima would know that. Um, so just watch them to just jump out of Arthur. I'd probably say that he'll go on the hooker. Damon Cook probably go back to lock and then they'll just work around that and, and they'll just get out of dummy half and really try and turn those big forwards around in the Warriors.
1: Second game on Saturday, 5.30 p.m. We've got the Titans in 14th against the Dragons, currently sitting at 11th. Uh, the, the Hook has kept faith to the 17. That got dusted in the second half against Melbourne. The Titans are, as you know, really struggling this year. They've got Jaden Campbell back at fullback, uh, A.J. Brimson at 5.8, and Jared Wallace back in the side.
4: I, I don't know what to make of the Titans. I thought that this year, after the way they played last year, that they, the experience they would have, um, the players that they've got, to me, I, I've I really had them set in my top eight pretty, pretty well straight away. Uh, but they've really lost their way. Um, and for the coach to come out and say, you know, we're really looking at uh, other personnel to take players if they're not going to stand up and really take the game for the opposition, is a massive statement. Because he, he would be disappointed about how they've been playing. Um, And they do come up against the Dragons, who are getting better, Um, you know, and and I think the one thing with the Dragons in the last couple of weeks, they've improved defensively and attack-wise. And I, I think Ben Hunt is the key there. And, you know, I'm talking a lot about the halves in each individual team here, because they really do control and have the ball in their hands so many times. It really does come down to them, you know, but... Mate, this, this is a tough game to pick, but I'm going to go with the Dragons, mate. I, I just don't think the Titans are there just yet, but no. they haven't got a really good side, but they're just they're just not playing as well as they can do, guys.
1: Yeah, haven't accounted for the loss of Fogarty, have they, went to Canberra? I think the omission the of Aaron Booth through injury hasn't helped them, too. I think he's a really promising number nine. Now, 7.45, this is the game of the round. 1 v 2, Storm v Panthers, of course. No Ryan Pappenhausen, but uh, don't think that's going to attract, detract too much from this match.
4: Mate, uh, you know when you look at what Craig Bellamy's gone through with the amount of great players that he's lost over the last probably three to four years, uh, and you say Pappenhausen's out and Nick Meaney goes into the fullback role, does it really change the way they play? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I really don't think they actually change. And I think the young kid on the wing, Xavier Coates. I listen to him being interviewed. And he goes, "I'm learning all the time." And, and that's a scary thing when a football player says, "I'm learning." Like he doesn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't believe he knows everything about the game, and he's only going to get better and better. And to me, if you're playing against a kid like that, that's scary. So this is going to be a really big, big game. I, I can't wait for this game because across the board, you know, and you know, some other people say one to seventeen, there are players there that can win you the game, and, and you know, kick out and Liam Martin's playing good. You know, Yo's been strong, for the Panthers at lock forward. and then you go over to then the Storm side. You know, and they are missing a couple of players, but in saying that, Munster, you know, Bromwich, uh, Grant, out of dummy half, Solomona, how good has he been to play this year? He's mm. been outstanding. May I'd be scared if he was running at me at six foot five and 115 <laughs> kilos, and he <laughs> yeah. runs like a big steam train, oh, it's like, like a freight train. Yeah, awesome.
0: He's a big oh, yeah. unit.
4: And then you got, you get, and then you got Brandon Smith off the bench. Like, well, when he comes on, he he just terrorises everybody. I I just love watching him play, mate. It's just, it's really, I think watching the Storm this year and parts of last year, the way that they've gone about their football has been good. But, you know, if you look at the Panthers, they've just got that that grit about them and they, they work for each other so hard. They do do a lot of jumping on top of each other when they score tries. I'm just waiting for someone to actually pull a hamstring and they jump No,
1: way. no. Don't, don't, hey, don't put the mock on them, please. Uh, who do you like, Chris?
4: <laughs> storm or Panthers? I, I, I go Storm, mate. Yeah, I go Storm.
1: I'm with you. Sunday, Sharks. you expect them to be too good for Canberra?
4: Yeah, yeah mate. Canberra, they, uh, they uh, completely... I, I don't know what they're doing. The, the, the Sharks, mate new coach, Done a great job, and the kid that's playing Nicholas, Nicholas Hines at Gone in the fullback role, mate, outstanding. they outstanding. They should
1: win that game. Uh, this is a good matchup, too. Roosters eels. Uh, Roosters form hasn't been great this yep. year, but we saw Kerry and Walker just starting to, to find their best combinations last week. Tedesco's been immense the past couple of weeks, and Parramatta coming off yep. that, that huge upset win over Penrith in Penrith.
4: You, geez, it was a good game. They won that game. Yep. The Parramatta versus Penrith game that was yeah. This is a tough game to pick, guys. This is this is going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. I think you, you summed it up just then when you mentioned the two players, six and seven. They just weren't gelling, and the team wasn't gelling. They've had a few players missing. The rest of it, uh, Angus Crichton, to me, I reckon, is really found out how he's supposed to play at the Roosters. Remember, he came over from the South Sydney side a few years ago, about three years ago, and he just didn't really fit in. But now, I, I think he. He's going to take his game to the next uh, level, mate. He's going to be uh, very good. And Tupanua, um, he's the one that you got to watch. But I, I can't see Para beating the Roosters. I, I think the Roosters will just be too slick. They get just they last started. They were a six last week. They gone to a seven, and I reckon I'll be at eight this week.
1: Yeah. Well, Dylan Brown back at six. That made a big difference, didn't it? You know, they say you don't yep. you don't weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness.
4: Wait, why? What? I know over the years you've got to try and pick your best players and all the rest of it, but he's the best five-eight. Yep. I, yep. Chuck someone else out there. I don't know
1: who it is. You, you <laughs> oh, sure? Play you Bryce in the, the centres if you have. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah,
4: mate. I, I agree. I agree, mate. I, I leave leave the six and seven together because that's yeah, that's they've got to be rock solid. And you know, just yeah put Ryan Matheson out there. Bryce Cartwright out there. He'd be able to handle it, no problems, you know. But oh, mate. Anyway, I'm not a coach. That's probably why I got sacked before. <laughs>
1: so one go. <laughs> uh, you've added 20 years to your life, Wiz. In the final game Sunday, the Tigers against us. The price packets of 2022, the Cowboys.
4: Cowboys, um, Drinkwater being fantastic at fullback. Till they put him back there, that team has grown another leg, mate. I, I think he is something inspirational for them. He's, he comes in the back line good. He's got a pretty good kicking game, but his in and away off the scrums have been fantastic too. You know the other kid that's been going, I know he's a Kiwi, uh, Peter Hickin, but he's hmm. really stood up going for the Cowboys and he's having a really good season. I, I'm really happy to see him um, play so well. And young Tom Dearden, leaving the, the Broncos a couple of years, like last year, and he's come over here, he's starting to understand the game again. And it takes a little bit of time. Um, but for my Tigers... I, I, Have they got enough firepower there to score tries against the uh, Cowboys? I don't think so. Yeah, Um, yeah. I think Malolo, if he plays the game, which we know how he can play, and then on the back of Chad Townsend with his kicking game and and with his kicking game, I think the Cowboys should get away with slabs.
1: Hey, do you like the idea of a magic round in New Zealand? Oh,
4: mate. You know what? The, the, the NRL should be looking at something like this. That with, They've had no football for two years. Mm. It would be great if the NRL took it back there um, and played it at, uh, you know, Mount Smart Stadium, uh, maybe in Christ, maybe in Wellington. They'd have three major uh, uh, venues that they could play these games at. Uh, it, it would be... Maybe just go to Wellington and play it all there. Uh, but I, I think it'd be fantastic, mate. It's something that... The people in New Zealand been missing been missing their rugby league. They are avid followers. They they love their football. They've uh, been starved for two years from no, no follower of our own. You know, with the pandemic happening. But a magic round in New Zealand, either in Wellington or in Auckland, mate, it would be so good for the game. And I wish, hope the NRL looked at that and do something before the end of the year. That would be just fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think they're keen on it. Mate, you've been very generous with your time. Before I let you go, you're getting a bit of love on our text line here. Yes, i'll read a couple of these out uh, this one Hi Jules. I remember sitting on the lounge with my late father watching the whiz Gary Freeman playing. I wondered if he became a beautician as he gave every player a facial after he tackled, and that 's remark from, Mark from Mortonale. Uh you get right on it apply, Gary oh,
4: mate, that was I was allowed to do that back then. Um, uh, I was a bit of a pest but I, I I think that people still remember how I used to play because I was a little bit different <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a captain of
1: the Sox down 13 mate hey uh, this one here my, Steve my calf muscles were too
4: big boys my yeah, calf yeah. muscles
1: no. were too big <laughs> I, I just, just before we came on air I repeated a quote that I thought you said and can you uh, confirm or deny for me that did you yeah. say Wiz that you used to train on Christmas day because you knew no one else would was that you? That, it was you. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I got that right. You
4: know, when I was at the Roosters, uh, the, when I was well, at Balmain and, and they went to the Roosters, and the Rooster boys were like, oh, what are you doing Christmas Day? I said, I'll be training. And they said, you're off your head. I said, mate, no one else is going to be doing it. So I just try to do something like a little bit different. And every Christmas I'd, I'd you know, go out there and train for a couple of hours, then come back. Yeah, always, every year.
1: J.K. The Whiz Gary Freeman was the greatest halfback I ever saw. He carried my chooks to top with Salvo in both ninety-two and ninety-three. Oh. Craig Salvatore, until they yeah. both got sent yeah. off the day Benny died at Penrith. My mate Gavin and me used to sing the Wiz's ear at the SFS members' bar. One <laughs> Gary Freeman. There's only one Gary Freeman. Just ask him.
3: So that's from Bondi Jack. What-
4: that, that year in 92 um, was a tremendous year, but uh, that was when our, our son was born, uh, Chris. And uh, I remember sitting there with my wife before the first game against, oh, was against St. George. And um, I was just sitting there, and there was only like, about 25 minutes to go before the end of the uh, reserve grade. And my wife said me, are you going back in? I was so just relaxed because I was so tired <laughs> <laughs> after the first three months. I didn't even want to get changed. But, oh mate, It was it was a funny day. Salvo, cha- champion player, mate. Yeah. Great play. You, you wouldn't meet a nicer person, but I, I really appreciate those people that did follow me over the years. Um, and the ones that didn't like me, well, that's just bad luck. Nah, they it? love you now. They <laughs> nah.
1: yeah, nah, love you now. And the last uh, who, one.
4: Who, who doesn't love the Wizards? No, nah, he doesn't.
1: <laughs> Steve from Padstow. Hello, I remember when Big Man and Wiz were selling coin-op machines in the 80s. So there you go. Fans oh, from, from many decades yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, That was the paker Machines. Yeah, yeah. That, that was Daryl Broman and myself. And he uh, was in that business,
1: wasn't he, for a while?
4: Yeah, Gus was the first one, and he worked for a uh, a company called Aristocrat.
1: Um, yeah, 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 still yeah. around. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Aristocrat is still there, mate. one of the biggest in the world.
1: I'm sure the big man will be listening. where's fantastic to chat to you, mate. Uh, welcome mate, can't to the wait team. And uh, you're going to be on Drive uh, the Run Home with Jimmy tomorrow. Then preview the the Knights and the Bulldogs, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you get, keep those texts coming in because they might want to ask me some really hard questions. I don't know if I'm able to answer them, but I can put them forward anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you'll give it a lash. Lovely to chat. Good on you. We'll catch you tomorrow. Right, cheers, lads. Thank Have you, mate. There Enjoy he is. The Will well do. Right. You too. There he is. He's a good fella. He's a good fella. Knows his stuff too. What a player he was. You forget how good these guys. We're people talking about, you know, the current dearth of high-quality half-backs in the game. Oh, gee, he'd walk into any side right now. Anyway, we're overdue. we better take a break. High ground. Oh, how good is Wiz? The the thing's blowing up. Tobias, that was awesome. Haven't heard him in years. A hero of mine as a kid in New Zealand, the Wiz. Good on you, Tobias. Thank you for tuning in. He's a good fella. And tune in again tomorrow from 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so 5 o'clock over in New Zealand. And you'll hear the Wiz on with Jimmy for the run home. 0457736736. Scotty from Cronulla. Nice to see the Prime Minister's listening to the program. Sure, he's got nothing better to do. With, what nine days out or whatever it is before an election? Oh, yeah, I think he's going to lose. Uh, Hi, Julian. I've been a magic round. Had dinner at the Caxton. A couple of drinks at the restaurant downstairs does the best steaks in Queensland. I wish I was going this year. Oh, me too. How good's a good steak? You know, it's. You know what? If people ask you that question about what would your last meal be, and, and the answer the, the proper answer is whatever you feel like at the time. But you know, my Nans, my mum's born in India, just did it the best home-cooked curry, and I'll probably, and probably nominate that. But just a real, like a top-notch cut of steak with a, just a beautiful red, I mean that would have to be a very close second. Good on you, Scotty. Love to get your thoughts. Keep those coming in, 0457 736 736. We're a bit jammed here in the second hour of the program. Let's do another sports
3: update. Mulchi, very quickly, um, we've got a couple of things to bounce around. The most important, Australia Cup qualifier, Newcastle Jets 3 Perth glory run, so the glory already out of just, the Australian Just refresh Cup. us, for those that don't know, what is the Australian Cup? So the Australian Cup is the old FFA Cup. So you have the A-League sides coming in at the round of 32. Yep. So this is to make it into the round of 32. Mm. So the bottom four sides at the moment in the A-League aren't qualifying um, since the expansion of the competition with MacArthur and Western United mm. coming in. So this is the second year they've done that. That game's over 3-1, Newcastle through to the round of 32, where they'll take on NPL teams, lower league teams from the state leagues around Australia, which is all good fun Yeah, once it's we get around to it.
1: It's great. Though. What I love about this is you see upsets. Yes. You know, years ago, like Arpia Leichhardt would knock off one of the A-League teams. Well, they did it last year. Yeah, Bentley Green, so it was another famous Bentley one Greens. back in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. Good fun. And I remember chatting to, I think, the boss at Arpia Leichhardt. They said, Are you going out partying? No, they all to to work the next That's day. That's right. You forget about it. They're already semi-pros. Yeah.
3: Australia Cup. Terrific club up your Leichhardt as well. Get down there to the Leichhardt Oval or uh, where are
1: they at the moment? The 8th Wonder. It's a Waratah's fortress right now. Absolutely. They
3: take their big games there. I'm trying to think of it. It'll come to me. Okay. Australian cricket team. Jubilee Oval. Jubilee Oval? No, no, no. 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 Still in Leichhardt. In the heart of the inner west. Um, Daniel Briteg in the Sydney Morning Herald today. Reconsider your need to travel. The Australian test team on alert before Sri Lanka tour after civil unrest, culminating in the resignation of Sri Lanka's Prime Minister this week and violent protests in the capital, Colombo, has forced the redesignation of the nation by Australian authorities. So it'll be the second tour in less than 12 months under a very tight security blanket. Of course, went off without a hitch in Pakistan. But uh, Sri Lanka, not a... I mean, it's a nation that's had its troubles, but one that hasn't... Been too affected in mm. you know, cricketing sense by tour, with tours over there.
1: Yeah, they're wracked by civil war for years. Yeah, than yeah, Sri Lanka and they got that 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 horrible bus attack.
3: You know, they'll keep a close watch on
1: this, a really close Absolutely. watch on this. So, uh, suffice to say, they get next level security, next level
3: security, mm. and they desperately want this tour to happen. Right? Uh, anything else? Uh, one more. Yep. This one piqued my attention. French Open starting next week, mm. but this one's a little bit further down the road. Naomi Osaka this week has advised that she'll be playing mixed doubles at Wimbledon. Not yes. at Roland Garros, but at Wimbledon. Of his speculation she'll be teaming up with Nick Kyrgios. Is that right? In the mixed doubles at the All England Club. That'll be fun to watch. A, bit, a little bit later this year. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. I think Nick's anointed himself the best grass player on the planet. He did. Earlier this week. He's
1: nothing if not confident, That's Nick. right. But, you know, has he changed game? People say, well, he's entertaining. That's what he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I get all that and I love watching him play, but... You know what? I'd love to see him go deeper than round three or round four of any major tournament.
3: A quarterfinal would be very, very nice to just give, him, give himself some, some his own backup, if you know what I mean. Look, if he's at peace
1: comp- with himself, fair enough. I just don't want him to retire and look back and think, you know what, I've beaten all these guys that have won majors. If well, he's only, won a
3: major now, Julian. Yeah, He'll tell you that. A singles major <laughs> title. You know what I mean. All right. He'll that, tell you that.
1: Thank you, mate. 0457 7, You're on high ground. Kingy, it's time for Robo to bite the bullet and hand. Connor, his start roaming 13 bench roll. Star roaming 13 bench roll from 2021. Connor Watson, you're referring to there, Bondi Jack. Victor could move into nine after 25 minutes for Hutchie in an origin push. The role which elevated Victor to start him over Jake in 2018. Yeah, I always thought though it was only ever temporary as a nine though. I always saw him as a like a ball playing back rower. Uh, Robo's been killing Connor. He's not a starting nine. Bondi Jack. Yeah, he could be right. In fact, I think you are right. I think you are right. And Sammy Verrells, did I read? Is he out this week? Sammy Verrells. I don't have the team in front of me. I know Lindsay He's Collins. Out for a little is, while. I know Verrells. Yeah. Uh, I know Lindsay Collins is out as well for the Roosters. Let me check that. I'm sure. Yeah, Verrills is out. That's right. So Verrills and Connor and Collins both out now. Birthdays, some beauties today. Born this day, 1867, Hugh Trumbull. Australian cricketer, spin bowler and captain. 32 tests, 141 wickets. But the thing that stands out for Hugh Trumble: two test hat-tricks. Born in Melbourne, Victoria. On this day, 1867. Died 1938. Happy birthday as well. Born in 1927. Legendary base, b- basket... Basketballer. Remember that show by the yeah, South Park guys? That yeah. Maybe basketball, Baseballer Yogi Bearer. That is his real name. 1939. The legendary, the immortal, the great Puff, the magic dragon, Reg Gaznier. Hall of Fame centre. Captain, 36 tests, three World Cups, born Sydney, Australia. 1960, born on this day, Lisa Martin-Ondiecki, Australian Marathoner, silver at Olympics in Seoul, 88, born in Gawler, South Australia. Happy birthday to you, Lisa. 1968, skateboarding guru, Tony Hawk. I remember as a youngster, as part of that Powell Peralta crew, if you haven't seen Police Academy 4, see a very young Tony Hawk and the whole Powell Peralta crew. He's in his 50s now, still skates. Legend, a godfather of skateboarding worldwide. Now a couple of golfers born this day, 1970. Jim Furyk US Open champion of 2003 17 PGA Tour titles. The first to shoot 58 by the way, Jim Furyk Mm. in 2016. He was born in Westchester Pennsylvania and his swing was famously described by one scribe as an octopus falling out of a tree. The worst golf swing you've ever seen and the thing about it is that they looked at this swing, normally he'd correct it but he kept hitting the ball straight. They said "You you don't want to muck with that Bad technique. Well, it looks bad to the eye, but it's effective. Happy birthday, Jim Furrick. and Mike Weir, the Canadian who won the U.S. Masters short hitter too, two, 2003, born in Ontario uh, as a lefty as well. Mike Weir, 1975. Uh, we lost him not that long ago. The late great Jonah Lomu. That '95 World Cup. You've you've never seen a rugby player as devastating. The way he trampled Mike Cat. They called him Mike Cat Doormat. Just walked over him. It was it was brutal. Just sheer brutality on a football field. 1986, good play, this guy. I think he might have been 18th man for one origin. Luke Douglas, former Sharks and Titans front row. Happy birthday to Luke Douglas. Kyron Pollard, the Windy's T20 star. Never played a test mid-30s. Now Kyron, gun for hire. Born this day, 87. 1988, Richmond football star, Basha Hooley. Uh, and this one, I chucked it in for Mulchi because he's a fan of the global game. <laughs> Eight caps for the Socceroos. Fran Karacic, born this day in 1996. You're on high ground. Uh, J.K. Victor was the starting hooker throughout the Chooks under-20s premiership. We never played back row in first grade in 2018 into 2019. The Chook pen used to boo Jake off and give Victor a standing ovation when he took over at nine. Bondi Jack. Oh, it's a bit rich to boo. Jake Friend, your favourite sons. Good play, Vic Radley. Really good play. Just recapping uh, that news that you heard in the first hour of the program tonight, that being Australia will host the 2027 Rugby World Cup And the 2029 Women's Rugby World Cup, after the bids were formally rubber-stamped tonight by World Rugby, Mm. Uh, that in Dublin. So a World Rugby vote tonight confirmed Australia will have hosting duties for a third Men's World Cup after previous tournaments in 87 and 2003 and a first-ever Women's World Cup. Remember, 87, they had it at Concord. Our times have changed. (laughs) Australia are effectively unchallenged. Uh, They were the preferred candidate in a new joint venture model proposed by World Rugby. Uh, Still a sigh of relief when well, Rugby's member unions voted in favour of a proposed eight-year World Cup hosting plan. So after England hosted 2025 Women's World Cup, Australia will host both the men's and women's World Cups, and then the USA will do likewise as an emerging market with a 2031 and 2035 World Cup. So that's really good news. As I said, it's a chance to put rugby centre stage. So they've got a five-year plan now. All roads lead to the 2027 Men's World Cup and then the women's beyond that. To get your backyard in order... So you feel a competitive team and one that's capable of winning the competition in their own backyard. They feel agonisingly close to the last time they had a World Cup in these here shores, 2003. Johnny Wilkinson heartbreak, as you recall. We need to get back to those glory days where you can beat a team like the All Blacks in the semis. And for the sake of the sport in this country, let's hope all of that comes to fruition. Mm. Now, Greg Norman, I touched on this. Aussie golfing, great. Done a lot for golf in this country, no question. Well, the Great White Shark has tried to dismiss questions over the murder of dissident Saudi Arabian journalist Jamal Khashoggi, which a UN special rapporteur and the CIA allege was orchestrated by the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman by saying, we've all made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. So, Norman, he was speaking at this event at the Centurion Club near St Albans in England. This was last night. He laid out plans for a $255 million LIV golf invitational series. Now, that's supported by Saudi's Sovereign Wealth Fund. It's called the Public Investment Fund. And many of the immediate questions directed at Norman revolved around sports washing human rights, particularly the 2018 murder and dismemberment, no, not just murder, dismemberment of Khashoggi, at the Saudi Arabia Consulate in Istanbul. And this is what Norman said. Everybody has owned up to it, right? Everyone's owned up to it. It's been spoken about from what I've read, going on what you guys reported. Take ownership, no matter what it is. Look, we've all made mistakes. You just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. So a murder and dismemberment was chalked up as a mistake. Oh, you learn from that. So what's the mistake? Just Oh, maybe I shouldn't murder and dismember people next time. So Bin Salman, who was also the chairman of the PIF, has denied all allegations, denied the allegations, but said, look, I took full responsibility as leader of the country, but denies the allegations. Oh, can you believe it? A murder of a dissident, murder and dismemberment of a dissident journalist. Because, oh, you've yeah, all made mistakes. He's so desperate to get this something the ground. How much money is too much money? Where well, you'd park your morals. Strike me pink. Like I said, yeah, you know, Hitler wasn't perfect, but terrible thing to say. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I'm starting to think it was a good thing Larry Mize chipped in from, from off the green at 87. Bloody hell. Shark. Not your finest hour, mate. Not your finest hour. Eh? Four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. 736 736 So the countdown is on now for Magic Round. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what? When the concept first started, I was like, yeah, whatever. But I see... I see the merits in it now. And having spoken to Ross Farquhar from the Caxton, he says, it's great. It's just a beautiful energy in the city. And for those who aren't Broncos fans, we well, get a chance to see your team. And that's, that's a compelling case to not have it, certainly in the immediate future, in Sydney. Because it kind of goes against the very purpose of Magic Round, when you've got nine teams parked in Sydney anyway. Spoke to Gary Freeman earlier on. This hour, he'd love to see it. you know, In New Zealand. Mount Smart Stadium, the venue. And that's great reward for a country that hasn't had Rugby League played there for two years, haven't had their representative team, the Warriors, play there for the last two seasons. So I know it's going to be a wet track. A lot of rain's going to bucket down Friday. The rain will ease up on Saturday and Sunday. They'll get some, but it shouldn't be as heavy, and hopefully the, uh, the surface holds up. Andrew McCulloch, we spoke to him in the first hour of the program, the Dragons hooker, who's played many, many games at Suncorp Stadium while representing the Broncos in Queensland. said The drainage is very good at that ground. And rest assured, the ground staff, uh, the best in the business, will be working overnight and working really, really hard to try and get that surface up to speed to get, to basically cope with all the foot traffic. Yeah, it'll chop up a bit, but you know what? You look back to the old footage in the 80s, they played on grounds a lot, lot worse. So I have been talking to some players who played at North Sydney Oval. They had a the cricket pitch in the middle. So it could be rock hard, right? You take skin off the knees. Nobody wanted to tackle, be tackled in the cricket pitch in North Sydney Oval. But some of these grounds too, when it got rainy really, really muddy. Like the quagmire, as they say. It was like a glue pot. You could lose a boot in those things. So comparatively, the surfaces now, they hold up really well. The drainage is outstanding. And I don't think it's going to detract too much from the spectacle on the weekend. Let's run through those games once again. The Bulldogs and the Knights, that kicks off proceedings tomorrow, 6pm. You'll hear that live right here on SEN. Jimmy Smith and the Wiz, Gary Freeman. It was great to catch up with the Wiz. And if you missed that, we'll put that up on the website as well. The great whiz. Friday the 13th of May, that is the second game tomorrow. The Eagles and the Broncos, that's going to be a beauty. Of course, Kurt Catewell and Payne Haas back for the Bronx. Uh, Olakartu back in for the Eagles. And then on Saturday, the Warriors and the Rabbitohs. You'll hear that here on SCN as well. The Titans and the Dragons, 5.30pm. Then you've got the Storm and the Panthers. That is the game of the rounds, 7.45pm Saturday. Then on the Sunday, the Sharks and the Raiders, 1.50pm kick off. The Roosters and the Eels, 405 kickoff in the other game you'll hear across the course of the weekend right here on SEN thanks to our good mates, NRL Nation the West Tigers and the Cowboys we are done and dusted this special edition Thursday night on High ground thanks to Mulchi, to Andrew McCulloch, to Ross Farquhar from the Caxton and Gary the Wiz Freeman I'm Julian King, catch you next weekend have a great weekend everyone, bye bye